What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Monkey Finance Show podcast. And today we're going to be recording episode number 35. Um, I know I've been uh, kind of inconsistent the past couple of weeks with the podcast episodes. We just had them rolling every week. I think I was knocking out two and uh, had a little bit of a uh, hiccup in the last two weeks. But I do have a good excuse. Um, two weeks ago, me and my wife, we welcomed our first baby into the world, Monkey Jr. And it's been uh, a life-changing event for me and, and, and the wife. Uh, but also, you know, I've had to adjust to a newborn and a lot of sleepless nights. I think now uh, we're heading into week three and I'm starting to get a little bit of a sleep in. But, you know, if if I get two hours, I'm considered... Uh, considered happy if I get two hours basically it's like oh my god that's more than I could ever dream of uh, when before I was uh, if I didn't get my eight hours of sleep I, I couldn't function anyways today's episode I want to talk about becoming a dad um, sort of uh, how that has shifted my mindset when it comes to personal finances of course you know um, fatherhood is something uh, probably the greatest experience um, in my life that I'll ever experience is becoming a dad and you know, it's been it's been really unique and it's shifted my mind around finances because previous to him, it was all about, you know, becoming financially free so that me and the wife, we can travel because we love the outdoors and, you know, visit national parks and live in an RV and kind of live that van life and just kind of be free. Um, that's why that, that that's basically why we wanted financial independence. Now, I think with with Monkey Jr. here, um we still want to do that stuff, by the way. It's not like, oh, because we have a kid now, we're not uh, going to, we're just going to give up on our life. No, no, that's not what uh, our plan is. But, you know, we have to be a little bit more mindful about some of the, the goals that we had set financially for ourselves and making sure that um, he's taken care of as well and possibly, you know, future siblings of his. So I do want to start off by introducing myself and my journey to some of you if you're listening for the first time. Um, I started on this financial journey in September of 2018. Um, me and my wife were staring at a mountain of about $87,000 worth of consumer debt. That included cars, uh, student loans, credit cards, things of that like. Just, you know, your average normal stuff. Uh, most of you probably listening have, you know, a similar story or are on your journey now um, of, of becoming debt free. But, you know, fast forward to uh, one year later, September of 2019, we become debt free. All good. Um, we start investing and saving for retirement. Um, and I start the YouTube channel uh, a month later in October of 2019. And you know, me and the wife started talking about eventually one day uh, being able to quit our jobs and kind of travel full time and maybe, you know, do something uh, that allowed us to to be nomadic where we wouldn't have to go to an office, you know, basically a, a remote work. This was all pre-pandemic. So this is October of 2019. We didn't know Othra around the corner, but, you know, we were like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool if we can, uh, you know, work remotely and, and travel during the weekends and all that. So, that was kind of the plan. And then obviously the pandemic happened in March of 2020. We actually just, uh, we were in, um, in Cabo in Mexico when the, I think it was March 7th or March 8th, our flight was coming back. 
when like a day or two later they started locking down the country. So we squeezed back into the U.S. just in time um, before they locked everything down. And um, I think it was March like 8th or 9th. I forgot what the days were now. It's been a while. But, you know, that kind of uh, put a, a wrench into our plans to travel internationally at least. I guess we could still travel, uh, you know, in the U.S. We could do road trips and stuff like that. But, you know, international travel kind of uh, came to a halt then. So we uh, got blessed a few different ways. One was the wife actually got to work remote. So she got to work from home uh, instead of having to go to the office. And she kind of liked that. And I liked that too. But, you know, I was still uh, going to, to, to work to my physical location. And then fast forward a year from that, March of 2019. Actually, let me take it back. Um, January of second week of January, I got COVID, uh, January of 21. And we also found out we were pregnant. So that was kind of a a crazy, uh, you know, you go from a, from a low of finding out you have COVID, uh, to, to probably the greatest news ever of, Hey, we're pregnant. So we conceived on New Year's day. We had a New Year's day baby. And, um, we started to think about what life was going to be like for the next couple of years, um, and one of the th- decisions that w- we made early on in March of 21 uh, was that I was going to quit my regular daytime job and transition to remote work as well, where I was doing my financial coaching business and I was running the YouTube channel and even doing this podcast and a few other things on the side uh, to basically put put enough money together to pay the bills. Um, so that uh, is where we were in March of 21 short what six seven months ago and then um of course fast forward to now and baby boy comes uh, a few weeks ago in the uh, beginning of september and we're both working well the wife's on maternity leave but i'm still trying to work uh, taking a few weeks off just to enjoy the uh, special moment of bonding with with the newborn and you know making sure i'm taking care of my wife um after her postpartum uh, because she had, you know, she did have a, a really difficult delivery. Now I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's kind of more on the personal side, but you know, it was, it was difficult and I'm trying to be as supportive as I can for her. Obviously trying to uh, raise a newborn with no idea what I'm doing. Uh, but like everything, you know, you just pick it up and and, and you learn and, and you go from there. So where I want to get at is how has this changed my personal finances and, and what, are some of the biggest things that I'll be doing going forward that I probably didn't uh, plan on doing, right? Because it's different uh, when you plan for uh, starting a family. And it's like, and we've been trying to start a family for, for a while, but I've always kept saying, you know, I want to be financially ready before I bring a kid into this world because I don't want to have to, you know, go take on a second job just to pay for daycare. Like I, I want to do it the right way. I want to be financially stable, and then when the kid comes, we can just say, screw the jobs. Let's just spend as much time with the little guys as we want, basically. And that's kind of where we're at now. We're both kind of like, well, screw the jobs. Uh, we're you know, we're not financially independent, but you, we, we got enough stashed away where we could live five, six, seven, ten years uh, where we don't have to really scramble for, for money or, or, your, or worry about you know where money's coming from. So we're kind of like... At this weird point, where we're like, okay, well, there's a few things we can do going forward. One is, one of us can completely just quit working. So whether it's me or the wife, 
I kind of like what I do. I actually, I love what I do. So I hope it's not me, <laughs> but obviously, uh, what I do isn't bringing in, you know, six figures. So it, it, at the same time, it's like, okay, uh, let's figure out, uh, something that, you know, one of us can do for insurance and, and basically have the, the healthcare side covered. Cause, Having a baby is expensive, uh, obviously, but then even, you know, with the kid, having them on the family plan, insurance is going to go up. So it's better if you're employed with an employer and you can have a employer insurance plan versus getting one on your own. So that's kind of the goal right now. One of us will still continue to work. Uh, we don't know yet 2022 uh, who it's going to be yet or how it's all going to play out. We're kind of going to think about that a little bit more, but uh, rest assured, I still will be doing this podcast. Even if I have to go back to the workforce, um, I'm still going to be doing this podcast and the YouTube channel. I'm not going to abandon you guys, uh, cause I love you guys, but it's like, okay, well that's one kind of wrench that got thrown in because previous to that, I was like, well, I'm never going to have to work again, which is kind of true. But you know, if, if the wife stops working to kind of stay home with the kid, then I'm probably going to have to go pick up a job. So that's the first thing that I started thinking about. Okay, that's going to change kind of this whole remote stuff because it's hard for me to find a job that's remote. Um, Not from the sense that I can't. I can, but I like to do, as far as my day jobs, I like to do stuff with my hands. I like to be more physical. Um, So I would want a job where I'm on site doing something. I have thought about becoming, you know, going back to banking or becoming a financial advisor, but, you know, it's just not where my heart's at. I think I prefer to do something with my hands if if I have to work. So um, I've contemplated, you know, I do have a, a commercial driver's license so I can drive again. I can do a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. We'll get to that bridge. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the other thing that I started thinking about is like, okay, well, you know, Mookie Jr.'s here. Um, we've taken a few weeks. We've taken it in the moment. Uh, we're uh, shocked and awed and in love with him and bonding with him. And now um, the planning really begins from a financial standpoint. And that is, all right, well, obviously I need to take care of his college or his future education expenses uh, because my wife had student loans and they're not fun. And I wouldn't want to put that on him. Um, we always say, uh, one of the things that me and my wife always say is, uh, we wanted a kid. He didn't, you know, ask, ask to be here. We're the ones that wanted him. So we, you know, feel a, a responsibility at least to, uh, help him through school, uh, help him at least, uh, get a college degree. And then after that, he's kind of going to be on his own. Um, but up to that point, we feel obligated to take care of that. Obviously, um, there's going to be a lot of different life, uh, uh, milestones that he's going to cross that, you know, right now it's, I'm just running the store getting diapers. Obviously I don't have to save for that, but you know, eventually graduations, birthday parties, um, when he's 16 and wants a car, of course I'm going to make him earn it, but you know, I'll, I'll help him out. I'm not, I'll ha- probably have some kind of matching plan where if he puts in a hundred, I'll put in a hundred and uh, we can go buy uh, probably like a like a beat up nine hundred dollar Honda Civic if they still exist, um, but you know there's going to be a wedding and a down payment on a house. All these things that I'd like to set him up for. Uh, obviously, I'm going to preach to him not to use debt. Uh, I'm going to show him how to live his life uh, or how to structure his life financially. I've already started writing a book for him um, that will pretty much tell him what he needs to do, like a step by step guide. 
on how to how to you know be uh fiscally responsible if you will and how to uh run his personal finances so I've got that part covered um uh, but at the same time I want him to make his own mistakes and I'm not going to be like a um uh what's the word I'm not going to be like his bailout bank where he re- he runs into a financial problem and it's like oh I can come to dad dad's going to bail me out uh definitely no we're not going to play that game I I um probably won't uh, be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Something like, it's like a trust fund baby. That's what it is. I won't be his trust fund. So I'm not gonna, you know, uh, basically give him a a million dollars and say, here, have fun with it. Because I think, uh, what usually happens is by the second generation, if, if you're, if the parents are for, first generation millionaires, which me and the wife plan on being, uh, by the second generation, mo- most of that wealth is squandered because, you know, the kids, they didn't really, they didn't earn it and they don't know how to manage it. So it gets squandered away. So we're not going to play that game. Um, I'll do my best to take care of him financially up until he's, you know, finished with school. After that point, it's, you know, I can gift him some things and, and uh, help him uh, get him in the right direction. But uh, I'm not going to uh, basically support him um, in his in his adulthood financially, at least. I'll be there for to answer any questions. I'll be there as a mentor, as a guide, and as a father, of course. And uh, I'm going to teach him, like I said, everything I know. But uh, I think, you know, the bird, uh, the bird has to leave the nest eventually and fly away. So uh, what I want to get at is the financial planning now. So what am I doing with, 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 with my finances now that we have the newborn? So one is... Obviously, the college fund. Um, we've been fortunate enough. The grandparents have already uh, stepped up big time, both grandparents, and they've uh, elected to help start funding the college fund. So I'll be uh, probably adding uh, some of my own money in there as well, trying to get his college fund to about $20,000 or so um, within the first couple of months. Once we have his college fund at 20000 it's just going to get invested and I'm probably going to leave it alone um, if if the market doubles, you know, we return 7% over the next 18 years. That means the market is going to double every seven and a half years. So 20000 will turn to 40000 by year seven. Uh, by year 14, that 40000 is going to turn into 80000 And then by year 18, when he starts college, that 80000 should be somewhere around 100 and uh, 120,000. I think that's pretty good for him uh, for for college expenses. Of course, I'll be talking to him about um, you know going to either potentially a community college the first couple of years. Definitely going to be going to a in-state public school. I'm not going to be looking at any private schools. Uh, but you know that that's something that you know I'll have those conversations with him once once he's in high school and all that. But that's the plan from the uh, education account. That's just going to be invested in a total U.S. stock market index fund with Fidelity. I have the unique New Hampshire 529 plan um, for his college. So pretty much college will be set for uh, month one. So by the time the uh, end of October rolls around and it's his one-month birthday, he's going to have all the funding he needs for the next 18 years um, in his college fund. I have a second fund that um, is not necessarily – it's my M1 finance account that I started here at the beginning of February when we found out we are pregnant – I've dubbed that account for him, uh, something that I want to pass along to him in its entirety and then have him kind of keep, keep the momentum rolling. Um, 
I've thought, you know, a couple of uses for that M1 Finance account, if I can have it grow for like 25 years uh, by the time he gets married or, you know, moves out or wants to buy a property or something like that, um, if I just keep contributing this 50 bucks a week that I'm doing, it should be worth about a quarter of a million dollars in 25 years. I think that would be a good down payment depending on how how expensive properties in, are in, in 25 years from now and what inflation looks like. But, you know, I thought about that. I've also thought about the uh, sort of matching for, you know, big big milestones. Uh, obviously, when he gets his driver's license, he's going to want a car. Uh, I am willing to probably give him my old car. I do plan on driving that car a long time and probably giving it to him, my little Mazda. If he doesn't want that, then, you know, I again, I will offer a, a matching type thing, probably start this around age 12 or 13, whatever he gets interested, but I'll say, Hey, uh, if you want to save for a car, start saving now. And dad's going to match, uh, whatever you save. So if you save a grand, I'll give you a grand and then you have two grand. If you save five grand, I'll give you 10 grand. I'll probably put a cap on that. I have a feeling he's going to be a real smart kid and he's probably going <laughs> to try to try to maximize his savings. And then I'm going to be on the hook for like 10 or 15 grand. So, uh, you know, I do plan on offering, you know, a lot of those matching incentives also with, uh, stuff like, if he gets a job, you know, before he's 18 and a custodial Roth IRA is definitely something that it's, it's on my mind already now, but it's kind of, unless he gets like a modeling gig for, for a diaper company, <laughs> I can't really hire him for monkey finance LLC. So uh, <laughs> it'll be hard to explain to the IRS uh, what my kid does for my company, but um, <laughs> he's a newborn and uh, yeah, he's uh, maybe if I put him in a video, I, I don't know. Actually I can't YouTube. He says you can't monetize kid videos anymore. Yeah, see, I'll think about that. But, you know, that's another avenue I'm looking to explore is a custodial Roth IRA. Obviously, you know, when he turns 16, probably go work at the local grocery store. And I'll offer him some kind of match there, too. You know, if he if he works there part-time and makes, I don't know, whatever the wage is, say he makes five 600 bucks uh, a month, if he can uh, make six or 7000 um, by the end of the year. And if he wants to put in, you know, 3000 into his Roth, I'll tell him, I'll go ahead and I'll match the other three and, you know, help him max out his Roth that way. As long as he has, you know, enough earned income where he can max it out. I have no problem, you know, letting him keep some of the money and I'll, I'll do some kind of matching system with him as well. Uh, but as for right now, everything, uh, is going to stay the same outside of the 529. Obviously aggressively, aggressively going to fund that, for him um and and the m1 finance is going to stay the same it'll just i upped it already to 50 bucks a week so that's 200 bucks a month like i said that's just right on schedule uh, uh to to hit about quarter of a million or so by the time he's 25 um and then i'll have the talk with him i'll say hey we can either keep this going and then your kids can take on this account which is ideally what i'd like to do if not, you know, we it'll make a good gift uh, and, and down payment or my kind of my final gift to him uh, before he kind of leaves the nest. But it's it's really been a a, a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, honestly, it's uh, it's changed me. Um, I think you guys will see when I come back on on YouTube that one, I'll probably have baggier eyes and I'll look a lot more tired. But two, I'll probably have a more of a a different perspective. Um, you know, sometimes you get caught up in thinking about, you know, this investment stuff too much, um, where, 
you know, I try to preach, you know, don't look at your accounts, don't tinker with your investments. Uh, but it, it it's really nice when you have investments set up that can just run themselves and then something like this happens. And I honestly haven't checked what the stock market uh, has been doing for the past three weeks. Um, I haven't even been on my phone to, to see what's going on in the world in the past three weeks. So it's been nice, you know, not having to worry about my investments because they're kind of, they, they run on them on their own. Um, and it's something that I'm going to start preaching more and more when I come back on YouTube is, you know, life is bigger probably than, you know, what fund you're invested in. Just make sure you're invested in, in, in a simple strategy, passive strategy that you don't have to tinker with. And whatever that strategy is, just keep that and just do that. Uh, because a lot of the times we just, we, we just change stuff for the sake of changing it, but it's really not important in, in the overall picture. The overall picture is, are you putting money away? Uh, are you, you know, using low cost funds? Are you using broadly diversified funds? Are you uh, being consistent with how much money you're putting away? That's the important stuff. The the little details, do you want this small cap value fund or this small cap value fund? Yes, it can make a difference, but really that's, it's not as important as, as, you know, are you putting the money away and are you invested properly in a strategy that works for you? So, you know, my message, that's going to be my message when I come back on YouTube. I'm really going to be harping on that uh, because, you know, these past three weeks I've been able to see now, okay, it really doesn't matter. I really, none of this, like your life should matter more than your investment. Your investments are just, um, and this is coming from a guy who runs a, a investing YouTube channel, but your investments are just like a tool. They're just a, a means to an end, but they're not they're not the they're not the end, right? The end is like your life and enjoying your life. So, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be touching more on that and probably doing more of these uh, non-educational videos, but more like okay, this is how you you should look at investing, and this is how uh, you should look at you know it's more important. I think if you guys are catching what I'm trying to say is see how I'm already thinking about okay, a five twenty nine account. Uh, a car fund, a, a wedding fund, a down payment fund. So, in, you know, instead of worrying so much about, oh, you know, which strategy should I go with? Once you pick a strategy, all you have to worry about is, okay, what life event am I saving for? And once you have a purpose, uh, like I do now for his college fund, my only goal is to get 20000 in his college fund. That's my goal. I attain that goal. I'm done with that account, right? That account, I can leave alone for the next 18 years. And I know college is paid for and then boom, you move on to the next thing. And when you can do it that way, kind of strategically, systematically, where you're not actively investing and, and wasting your time and tinkering, I feel like that's when you actually get stuff accomplished. And, and you know, I know it's not sexy and it's not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. Like if you just freaking get you know, on a strategy, get on a plan and stick to it, you're, you're done. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to probably watch another video of mine or listen to another podcast. I hope you do uh, because I would appreciate it, but you don't have to. It's like, it's super simple. So um, that's going to be the message, like I said, going forward on the channel. Also, I do remember that I did start a second channel. <sighs> we don't know what's going to happen with that right now. Let's, uh, I'll say, let's wait for my return on the Monkey Finance YouTube channel and then uh, we'll go from there. Um, I might, you know, if, if I start getting more free time, I might, um, uh, do some more of those live streams on that channel. If I don't, I, I for sure will keep these podcasts going for sure. We'll keep the, 
the main YouTube channel going, even if I do end up going back to to a regular day job, I'm still going to, you know, find the time in the day to at least put out a few YouTube videos a week and a few podcasts a week because I just tr- truly enjoy doing it. And it's kind of relaxing for me right now. Just uh, while, while the baby's uh, feeding, I went to the other room, grabbed the laptop, grabbed the mic and hit the record button and kind of hanging out here in the feeding chair and uh, recording this episode. So Thank you guys so much also for uh, all the all the well wishes and the congratulations on on uh, the monkey junior's birth. I really appreciate it. Uh, I already shared a lot of those comments with my wife. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we we really appreciate all of you that, that support the channel. Um, it really means a lot. And also to you private members, um, I I can't say how much I appreciate your support. It, it means the world to me, um, especially you know. In times where I can't, like other YouTubers, you know, can't upload every time uh, when, you know, life circumstances happen, there's more important stuff than YouTube. You guys still stick with it and stick with me. So I really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Um, Thank you to the podcast listeners. Um, I can see that our numbers continue to go up. Uh, We're getting more and more downloads every week. So thank you guys for sharing the podcast, for listening. Um, Hopefully, you know, next week I'll get more into a rhythm looking to hopefully film my first coming back video this weekend probably will be a portfolio update video but we'll see because uh, it's about that time of the month where i update my portfolio um i logged into it actually today it looks it looks like a nightmare so i don't know what's going on with the stock market we'll figure it out and then uh yeah i'll do the up uh update video probably do a top five index fund video see how the uh index fund sectors are doing um, if, uh, real, I think real estate was on top. The last one I did and small cap values in second probably changed quite a bit. So we'll look at that and then we'll just, uh, really do a lot of videos about strategy and about how simple investing should be and how boring it should be. And, uh, I'll hopefully help you guys figure out how to invest the right way and go about your lives and I have to continue to uh, I guess you can continue to follow me like I said again but now I have to continually search for the next best investment because that's uh that's not what investing should be so thank you guys so much I appreciate it uh again from the bottom of my heart uh I I love you guys every single one of you that commented subscribed to listen I love all you guys thank you so much have a great rest of your day uh enjoy your weekend too I'll be enjoying mine. Make sure you enjoy yours. And uh, don't stress too much about the stock market volatility and stock market news. Don't worry about that stuff. It's all short-term drama. Um, Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully the weather is nice where you're at. And I'll uh, hear you guys in the next episode. I'll see you in the next video. Take care and remember, move obstacles, keep investing.